This is the Gate Charlotte Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. So anyway, okay. I'm going to tell you a couple of stories, then I'm going to get into this tolerance, and then we're going to go get fried chicken. Okay. But um, to go on, it's not, if you know me, you know I love to have a good time. You can't live what we live in the body of Christ in this day and in this hour if you're going to be so stringent and legalistic and lack mercy and judgmental. If that's you, you're, you need to come to Shiloh Place and let us minister to you. <laughs> Because Father God is a good, funny God. He's a happy God. He's full of life. And he's not called you to be miserable if you're miserable. I'm being mama. If you're miserable, you're going to have to look at those fingers that are pointing back at you. Because this, we're not living in a season of misery. Now, will we have some hardships? Of course we're going to have some hardships. You know, I've never done anything, whether for the Lord or for myself, that it didn't take hard work. You know, and pressing in to whatever it is that the Lord has for me. So you're going to have some of that, but how do you do it and have fun? So when Jack and I began to become visible in Toronto, in the Toronto Blessing, you know, we thought it's because we were such good speakers and teachers. And John told us later, he goes, no, nah, the only reason I ever had you do anything is because of Jack's name. Jack Frost. That's humbling. When you think that you're the one, the world is coming to you to get saved. And it's all because of your name and how funny it is. And so he wanted Jack Winter was there as the guest speaker to pray for Jack Frost. (laughs) To have a revelation of the Father's love. And the rest is history. Had nothing to do with me and my great anointing. I don't know why, but it didn't. See, God, he will take the very foolish things to confound the wise. That's what he says. And I am a very foolish thing. But here's the deal. Now, I'm not going to go out and do something crazy stupid. Well, I might. Depends on who I'm with. If I'm with John or Tiffany, maybe. (laughs) But I'm not going to go out and do something crazy stupid to draw attention to me. I just want to love God. I just want to do it his way. I love that song. When I thought I was lost, he knew exactly where I was. And he came and found me. And then I had to do it his way because I want to talk to you for a few minutes about when you do it your way. What happens? Is it working for you? Is it working for you to do it your way? It hadn't worked for me either. But anyway, so I'm a funny person. And one of the things, I was telling them about some of the pranks we pulled on John Arnott and some other different people. But I bought a little pocket water guns. Have you ever seen those? They're little tiny, big as your hand. But they're powerful. They'll shoot halfway across the room. So I bought six of them. (laughs) And John had asked myself and Mahesh and Jack Um, to come and pray for his team, brought his team all the way down to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, for us to pray for. And I'm thinking, wow, that's something. I was scared to death. How many of you, when you are afraid to do something, you will deflate it by being funny, being a clown or whatever? you got to do something to hide that fear. So I didn't even tell Jack because Jack was a party pooper. Thank God he's in heaven right now, and I sure hope God has dealt with that with him. 
because he was a party pooper. And if I had told Jack what I was going to do, he would have went and told John. So it just so happened that John's right-hand person was a party person like me, but his wife was a party pooper too, so we didn't tell her. So I went and bought these six water guns, and we were in this big old room, and I told people, I filled them up with water, and I handed them to the people that I knew would party with me. So I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. John's the target. John's on the first (laughs) front row. I said, John's the target. Don't everybody hit him at one time. But the whole time Jack and Mahesh are speaking, different times, shoot him. We had the best time sitting up there watching John go. <laughs> so finally, he saw Ian. He, he looked at Ian. I mean, he saw Ian didn't get his gun back beside his. <laughs> and John goes, what are you doing? And Ian goes, and pointed right at me. <laughs> and I'm just, mm, no. You got to have fun even when you're scared to death. I was very intimidated by authority figures in my life. Still can be sometimes. But I realize that intimidation is coming from me, not them. God, here's the word for the church. God's fixing to, I was going, God's fixing to do something here like he ain't been doing something already. But um, God's fixing to do a greater thing in this community and in this world. And he wants to do it through this church and this region. And so I want you guys to good. Thank you. One person raised their hand. I'll take it. Um, I want you guys to be ready for this. Because as you get ready and how you get ready is you position yourself. What did Tiffany sing to us? You position yourself with praise. That's your warfare. Praise is your warfare. Somebody asked me the other day because I'm going... I'm going through some crap right now. How many of you ever pray and then it doesn't happen? You ever get mad? Me and God had a, oh, man, I told him who I thought he was. And I didn't hold back any words because they're four-letter. Never been that angry? Am I the only one that's ever been that angry? Yeah, let's just be honest. They let me come in here because I'm honest. So I was being real honest with God because I was praying. I was praying for these things to happen. And somebody in this room, this is, ex- this is specifically for you. Nothing I prayed happened. So then you want to, I'm done. I am done. We have a hurricane sitting off of Myrtle Beach right now. I got to go home building a house, brand new stuff in my house. They just laid the carpet the other day. And I got to go home to a Category 4 hurricane. So what do you think I'm praying? I started praying whenever we saw that we might be one of the targets. Okay, God, you got to turn that thing. And the more I prayed for that thing to turn, where do you think the direct hit is? Little River. Why Little River? Myrtle Beach? Why Little River, South Carolina? It's positioned now to come in right where I live. Because I live pretty close to the water. Pray for my house so you guys can come and visit. But, but you see what I mean? It's what I'm praying. I prayed for my son the other day. My son, he's got this lying spirit coming against him. He's got this, um, 
This guy, he's, and I'm not against Muslims, so please don't hear that, but the guy's a Muslim. He doesn't know Jesus. And he got his associate. And they came against Josh, lied about him. And, and to make a long story short, Josh never got to defend himself, and he lost his $100,000 a year job. Got four babies. How do you think I was praying? God, you know what? Vengeance is yours. I was praying those prayers that David prayed in Psalms. Eat their flesh. <laughs> Let the dogs and the pigs lick them off the ground. Okay, you don't pray that way? Okay. <laughs> I'm the only sinner in the room. But that's how I was praying. You know, and, and uh, I felt like the Lord... You know, of course, mercy triumphs over justice. Don't you hate that scripture? <laughs> so I'm praying, Lord, what? He's got four kids. Who's going to feed them? And we've got the answers to all that. But what the Lord showed me was a better tormenting way to pray for them. Because, <laughs> see, God will never condemn you. No matter what you do, if you're listening to a condemning voice, it's not the voice of the Lord. But he will torment you. He will allow you to be tormented of, because of your choices. And I'm sorry if you don't believe that, but I'm a mother. I know that there are times that where I don't want my kids to, to anything to happen to them. But there are times that as mama, i got to step back and let them deal with their life choices. So the Lord said, why don't you pray for the spirit that, that came upon Saul to come upon them and torment them with the love of God. And that's how I'm praying. Torment them, Father, with your love. Yes, let mercy triumph over justice. But all these word curses they've been speaking over my son, let them go back to, to where they come from. Not on the people, but back to the pit of hell. Why? Because, again, give me a couple minutes. How much time do I have left? Yeah, I'm good? Okay. Why? Because we've got to stop tolerating some stuff in our life. If you want to move forward into the next day, the next whatever in your life, what is it in your life that today you're tolerating? The Father is saying, get rid of it, get rid of it. And he's not saying it in a performance way. He's not saying, okay, Geraldine, if you go out and do these five things and John and Tiffany are happy, then I'm happy too. No, he's not saying that at all. He's saying, Geraldine, is there something in your life that prevents the purposes of God? Because here's what I created. Wouldn't you love to pull back the curtain just long enough to see who you were supposed to be? I don't think I would weep or anything like that because I don't believe God would want me to do that. I think, knowing me, I would go, ooh, let's have a party because we can do that. Instead of doing this, I can be doing that. And if I can be doing that, there's provision, there's everything I need to do that. If I'll stop tolerating, if I'll stop tolerating things in my life, and we all have them. There's not a person in this room that you don't have at least one thing that you know you're tolerating that's hindering you. And so there's some recent stuff going on in the body of Christ, and I don't even want to go there. I, I deal with this kind of stuff. I deal with pastors falling. I deal with all this kind of stuff it, weekly. So nothing surprises me. But, but um, I felt like the Lord said, I got this several months ago. 
and um, before anything. So I don't want anybody in this room thinking, oh, well, this is because of this one, or oh, this is because of this one, or this is because of this one. This has nothing to do with anyone's personal decisions today. So please don't go there because you need to hear what I'm fixing to say and don't throw it out there. Embrace it in here. This isn't for anybody outside of your sphere. It's for you. Can we do that? You going to love me when I leave? Am I going to get a big offering? Right. <laughs> as long as we're clear. <laughs> All right. So, again, I want to thank the Matthews. I love coming here, both sets of Matthews, because you see the legacy continues. You know, you see the legacy moving forward, and, and I'm just always so... So grateful. But as I, I'm going to have to cut it short now because the prophetic went long. And I've got a couple more words. But I just want you to know this message is not political. And I'm going to probably stay close to my notes, which I don't like to do. But because it's a new message, I don't have it all inside me yet. But this message is not political. It does not involve any recent events or anything that you might know from somebody way down the road in the kingdom. It has nothing to do with any of that. It is not a message of condemnation. Jesus, we just break off in any way anybody would take this as condemnation or personal failure. It is not. This is a message of courage and exhortation. It's not my typical funny style, but you know what? God still lets you live you, doesn't he? There's still been some good stuff. It is a prophetic message. This is a prophetic message. We are under a hurricane direct hit warning in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, right where I'm like maybe two blocks, three blocks, less than a mile from where they're saying this hurricane may come in. We want to pray about that in a minute. Um, you know what, though? You think I'm going to wait to the day before the hurricane to prepare? I know that thing's sitting out there. I know at this moment that thing's a Category 4. That's almost the size of Hugo that hit us uh, a while ago. It's a top Category 4. I know that thing is there, so I'm going to prepare before it gets here. And that's what I want to say to some of you guys. You know that there's some things, there's some storms in your life. There's some things you're tolerating. There's some things that you're hindering. You know they're either there or they're coming. Because the Spirit of God that lives within you has told you that. It's your job to prepare. It's not John's job to prepare for you. It's not Tiffany's job. They are to lead you. They are to guide you. It's your job to get ready. I want to say another thing, too. Oh, man, whenever all the fires, I got my son lives out there with Bill Johnson and them, all those car fires and everything. Have you guys heard all the messages about that being the raft of God? The earth's on fire. It's it. This is it. We're all gone. We're fixing to leave. Shut up. <laughs> this is not the wrath of God. You know, because we're going to talk about a little, some things that you tolerate in your life, it doesn't mean that the wrath of God is going to get you. If he wanted to get you, he'd already got you. He wouldn't have wasted your time and his because he already knew you weren't going to figure it out. So it's not the wrath of God. So please get over that. But we're getting ready. 
Recently, I was listening for what's to come. I didn't finish my sentence. We're getting ready for what's to come on the earth. Please don't hear this is gloom and doom. I'm not afraid of Florence. She's coming. I'll get ready. We'll be prepared. The number one thing that we're praying for is that high pressure that's sitting off the coast will weaken because if it weakens, she'll go north. So y'all can agree with me at that prayer that the high pressure that's sitting off the coast will weaken so she'll turn and go out to sea. Yeah, thank you. But anyway, John Kilpatrick, and I know you guys, some of you probably knew him for years ago, but he was the guy that hosted the Brownsville Revival and, you know, Steve Hill and all those uh, went in there and did that. But he hosted it, and for whatever reason, he's not done now, he's older than me. I mean, he's, he and his wife are friends of ours. But I, I thought he retired, died. I hadn't heard from him in years. I didn't know what had ever happened to him. Well, I turned on the um, TV the other day on CBN, and there he is. And he's talking about the Jezebel spirit. Well, I'm going, oh, how many times can you hear that one? And I was ready to turn the channel. I mean, I'm serious. How many times is the Jezebel spirit come and go, come and go? You're a Jezebel in the church because you won't listen to me. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so he's talking about the Jezebel spirit. So I think for whatever reason, the spirit of God prompted me to listen to his sermon. And I listened to him for just a few minutes. But the one thing that I grabbed out of it is, is what he said here. He said that... What we're seeing on the earth today is the spirit of Ahab. And I thought to myself, what is that? Because, you see, Ahab tolerated the control and the bad behavior that Jezebel brought in. He goes, you hadn't seen anything yet. And again, he wasn't trying to be a gloomer doomer or whatever. He's just saying, hey, there's a storm on the horizon. The storm's worse than the high-pressure system or the northeaster over here. That's a part of it, but this is bad. And so I got to thinking about that because he continued and went back and focused on Jezebel. And I got to thinking, Lord... I've, how many of you have heard the story about Ahab? I've, I've heard it since I was a young person. And I started thinking about, tell me, Father, show me what this Ahab thing means pertaining to me today. And I, I got the word tolerance. That, the spirit of to, that Ahab represents the spirit of tolerance. What is it in my life that I am tolerating? Because, you see, here's the deal. Ahab was king. He was the leader. He could have stopped her at any moment in time, and he chose not to. He chose to let her rule and reign. And see, that's what, there are things in my life that I'm allowing to rule and reign that are stopping the full flow. I mean, the Spirit of God lives within me. The gifts are without reproach. Nothing I can do. I could fall. I could go out here and I could commit the worst of the worst sins. And the gift of God within me is still without reproach. In other words, you could still get a lot of stuff out of my materials, out of whatever. Because God doesn't take back what he's given you. So they're still there. So if the gift of God, and let me just say this. I'm pretty good. And, and whenever Jack died and I first started cheering and thinking and stuff like that, I was scared to death. I couldn't wait to leave a church. You know, thinking that I had was, was failed. I wasn't as good as this one. I wasn't good as whatever. But, but I'm pretty good. 
And I'm getting better. I'm getting better. And why am I getting better? Because I have come to a point in my life to where every morning I get up and pray Psalms 139, 23, and 24. Lord, search me. What's there that I don't know, but you know is there? What's the storm? What's the hurricane inside of me that's twirling around that if I don't stop it, if I don't pray against it, it's fixing to overcome me? And Christians, as a church, we got to start getting real about these things. we got to quit playing church in the realm that we just come and have a good time. I believe that Sunday morning is to celebrate. But as I celebrate... There's still a time that I build relationships, and it's out of those relationships that when you're hurting Monday through Saturday, hey, you got my number, call me, and I'll be there for you. That's what the church is. But, you know, I think that we hinder, we hinder those things from happening when we permit. The word tolerate means to permit. Permit means to consent to. In other words, you are giving the devil, the enemy, And not just the enemy, but you're giving your soul man the ability to reign. I want my spirit man to reign. I want my spirit man to rise above my mind, will, and emotions. And the only way I can can see that happen is whenever I do what the song said today. It's all about you, your way. In fact, uh, John, we're going to do that for ministry time in just a few minutes. When we can submit our way, my way. To your way. That's when we'll stop tolerating these little sins. Is God mad at you because you sin? I hope not. Because if he is, I am doomed. I'm in bad trouble. Some of you are going to be right there with me too. We won't call names today. But anyway, I believe with all my heart, it's time that the church, you, I'm not talking about the gate. I'm talking about the ones that make up the gate. It is time that the gate body addresses the world. It's time that the church addresses the world and that the world stop addresses the church, addressing the church. The church is just all over us about what we don't do. You know what? If I'm dealing with the little things, and please hear this. you got to be careful here. If I'm dealing with the little foxes in my life, then I'm going to stop the spirit of tolerance from affecting me. So the world won't have anything to point the finger at. What would that look like? I'm not talking about a perfect church, but doesn't the Bible say he's coming back for a perfect bride? That doesn't mean that you, here's what you got to be careful with. It doesn't mean you perform and everything's got to be perfect. No, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about not tolerating, not permitting, not giving consent to hatred because somebody did you something. You know, I could hate those guys that got my son fired. Oh, the first scriptures I wanted to pray against, let the dogs eat their flesh. But what I ended up praying was the tormenting, let the tormenting love of God. God's love doesn't torment what well, it does with me. Because when God puts his hand upon an area of my life, he won't let me alone until I deal with it. He just won't because I've given him that kind of permission in my life. 
So I love that. I love where I am today. So I've wrestled and I've wrestled with this message because for the last couple of months, here's the one thing I've been thinking. And I've been wondering, anybody else wondering this with me? What the heck is going on? I was nice that somebody out there was thinking a different way, but I was nice. What the heck is going on in my life? What the heck is going on in your life? You know, you come here and you praise and you worship, and that is wonderful to gather together with the believers. And then you leave, and you leave with your pain. You leave with your woundedness. You leave with your hopelessness. Because you don't have a clue what's going on yourself. And you're just begging for somebody to tell you. Because if somebody would tell me where I'm at, I'd go get me. But nobody's telling me. And so I'm having to figure this out by myself, I thought at first. And then I realized, uh uh-uh, I've got a covenant of people around me. They'll help me figure it out. And you know, whenever I can't get a hold of anybody, where I start at is that song. I love that song, my new favorite song, is when I don't know what to do. Because somebody called me the other day, and and, um, actually they asked me on Facebook. They said, Trisha, I see you've been going through a lot. What are you doing? And I said, worship. I can't do anything else right now. Well, have you tried? No, that's your list, not mine. All I can do is worship. All I can do is worship. And in that worship, I will, the Spirit of God will love me enough to say, Trisha, you stop tolerating this. Why do we need to do this? Because I'm tired of being weak. I'm tired of being hopeless. I'm tired of being depressed. And more than anything else, I am tired of being angry. And don't tell me you're not there too. See, we need to hear these kind of things. I'm tired I want to dream with God. His dreams are so much bigger than mine. When I dream, I perform. When he dreams, we live life. And there's where I want to be because I'm tired of being frustrated. So what is happening then? Some of us, that's happening. You don't know what and you're just, you just got to sit and worship. And you're frustrated, but you worship. You're hopeless, but you worship. You're whatever, but you worship. Or if you can't worship, because please don't hear this as performance. I can't sing like Tiffany. Almost, but not quite. (laughs) Show you? If you get up here and play the piano. (laughs) Uh, I don't know how to sing. No, no, no. (laughs) I don't know how to sing, so we got to work together here. (laughs) Got it? Okay. But anyway, the only other option is that I'm in spiritual slumber. If you really can't worship without performing, if you just can't sit and be still and say, Holy Spirit, you live here. Come on. Some of us just don't know how to shut up and just sit there and listen. What else might be going on in your life is you might be in a state of spiritual slumber. And what spiritual slumber simply means, it means being asleep in some area of your mind, will, and emotions in your soul, man. If you've never heard about spiritual slumber, John Sanford has a really great book out on the wounded heart and, and, the, heart of, and the spiritual slumber. Because why? 
Because when we are asleep in our spirit, in other words, when we're at the place in that song where we don't know where we are and nobody doesn't seem to be coming after us, what is it about our spirit man that's asleep? Because that's where Jesus lives. Jesus, the Holy Spirit lives in your soul. But Jesus died for your spirit, so it's good. Your spirit man is good. So what is it going on in your soul that you can't get back to that place of just worship? Matthew 13, 25. Some of you need to write this one down and memorize it. Matthew 13, 25 says this. While the people slept, the enemy came. Some of us are asleep and unaware. If I never turned on the news, I would not know about that Category 4 storm sitting out there. Some of you need to turn on the news of your heart and turn on the news of your mind because Father's always speaking. And that little phrase there, if you don't have a Brian Simmons, a Passion Translation Bible, and you want to feel like you've got your Ph.D. in biblical um, theology, go get a Passion. Because that little, he's always saying what the little phrases mean. That little phrase right there, while the people slept, the enemy came, means that they were in a state of unawareness. Didn't even know. That hurricane's going to come in. If it does, we're going to pray it away. But if it does, and nobody prays, and nobody does anything, it's going gonna, it's gonna to wreak havoc upon the east coast of, of South Carolina. I don't want that. The enemy, today it's Jezebel. Control. But there's also the tolerance, the Ahab. I want to be, I want to deal with my Ahab. In order to deal with my Ahab, I've got to use my voice. I've got to speak. Because Edmund Burke says this, when good men say nothing, evil abounds. When you don't talk to yourself, when you don't deal with, when you allow these things to tolerate and dominate you, then evil abounds. Or whatever, the next thing that happens is you'll try to perform your way out. I'm going to do it my way. You ever told God that? Oh, my Lord, I told God the other day, I said, you, you must be stupid. I, I know, but I'm not going to hell. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and I felt like the Spirit of God said, why do you think I'm stupid, Tricia? Because if you think that'll work, you don't know me. I'm just being gut level honest. This is how I was talking to him. That is the level of desperation I was at. <clears throat> Because if you think you know me better than I do and I live here, something's wrong with you, God. How many of you know that it wasn't God that had the problem? So, the problem was I wanted to do it my way. And there's so many of us in here, the reason why we allow tolerance into our life is because we want to do it. Okay, I'm going to wrap this up. We want to do it our way. Anybody in here feel like you miss God or you're mad at God or you're whatever because you want to do it your way? And Father God's saying your way is usually a way of toleration, a place where you use the Scripture to make things happen your your way. I guess there's going to have to be a, um, a part one and a part two to all this. But anyway... The scripture tells us in Revelations 2, because I want to leave you on a high. 
Revelations 2, 19 and 20, it says this. It's Jesus, not John the Revelator. It's Jesus talking to the church at Thyatira. Thank God I don't speak Greek and Hebrew. I speak Southern. I know all that, yes, Southern Greek, there we go, that's good. I know all that you've done for me, your love, your faith, your ministry, your steadfast perseverance. In fact, you now have excelled. I was going to do a little illustration here. I was going to walk with Tiffany. Tiffany, I know you're a good worship leader. You did a great job. Didn't you do a great job today? I know all these things. John, I know all these wonderful things that are in your heart for the gate. I know the victory that you want to see. I see your steadfast perseverance. I see all these good. You know what that's saying? The first part of that, God always comes with admonishment. Not admonishment. He always comes with affirmation. He's not going to correct you first. And so he's affirming you. And he's saying, Tiffany, all this stuff is great about you. But, but I love you enough. I've still got this one thing we need to deal with. And Tiffany can either say, no, God, you saw how good I was today. You saw what a great job we did. I did. You saw all that. But God is still saying, but, but Tiffany, Tiffany. I still got this against you. You tolerate things in your life that shouldn't be tolerated. Now, does that sound condemning? To me, it's loving. Trisha, you did all these great and wonderful things. I'm so proud of you, baby doll. But you're still tolerating some of this other stuff, and, and that's going to hinder you from being over here in the full greatness that I have for you. So you can stay, and God's going to love you. Let me, let me say this. He loves you in or out. No matter. You're loved the same. You can't get any more love out of him. You've done squeezed all of it you can get. But if you're either in, over here he loves you, or you're over here and he still loves you. But do you want to live in the barely getting by or the abundance? I want to live in the abundance. I'm tired of compromise. I'm tired of compromise. So let me end with this little acronym then. There's, there's still some more I want to say, but I, I got a couple more words, and then we're going to go home. Um, whenever I was going through a lot of this stuff, when I still go through stuff, and I cannot, I, you know, I just get, mm. you ever just get to a point where you just, mm, and you can't move on, you don't know why you can move on, you can't move on, da, da, da. I stop then in worship, but then I ask the Lord, Lord, show me, and, and I, God gave me this 25 years ago, and I've heard it a thousand times all over the web, and I think, wow, I'm, my word, I'm pretty popular because this was my word 25 years ago. But DIM, you know, D-I-M, and the Lord said, Trisha, what is it that dims the light of God inside of you? And that word DIM, I put it in a, what do you call it, a cough stick or whatever, and I use it as DIM, D. What is it that dominates me? I, what is it that intimidates me? M, what is it that manipulates my dreams, my hopes? What are the things that I allow to dim the light of God in my life? Because Solomon 2.15 says this, you got to catch the troubling foxes. Mm, they're out there. 
Ever, when you were a kid, did you ever sing that song, you know, the devil's like a sly fox. If I could catch him, I'd put him in a box. Some of you older people are going like that. You young kids don't have a clue what I'm whatever. But um, <clears throat> Solomon says you got to catch the foxes because they hinder our relationship. For they raid our budding, our budding vineyard of love to ruin what I planted for you. Will you catch them? We can do this together. What is it that you can't control, but you won't allow him to control it either? What is it that you're going to do it your way, no matter what? Would you be willing to give that up today? So here's what I want us to do. If you guys could come and start playing some music. They can play it from back there. Um, If they could turn it down low, because what I want you to do, because you're safe here. You're safe here. Somebody look at your neighbor and go, you're safe. You really are. And then I want the person on the other side to go, but I do have some stuff I'm tolerating. Anybody in here would be honest enough to say, I do got some stuff. I do have some stuff I'm tolerating. Because it's trouble. It's trouble for you. It's trouble, and Romans 5 says this, even in times of trouble, that little phrase there, according to Brian, means even in maturing times. Aren't you glad? That's a better word, isn't it? We have a joyful confidence knowing that our pressures will develop in us. This is another one of those scriptures I don't like. Our troubles, our pressures are going to develop patient endurance, and patient endurance will refine our character. And proven character leads us back to hope. Because you see, so many of you have lost your hope. And you've tolerated some things in your life. And I just break off any shame, any condemnation off of you right now. And I just want you to know there's hope. When you don't know where you are, He knows where to find you. He knows. But I do believe that you got to sit in worship. That's the only performing thing you can do is to sit. So is there anybody, what I would love to see happen, but I don't want to coerce you. Is there anybody in here that would say, okay, I got some stuff I'm tolerating. If that's you, I want you to stand to your feet. Don't look around you. Don't look at and see where John and Tiffany are doing. If there's some stuff in your life that you're tolerating, I want you to stand to your feet. Because here's the deal. I'm not going to ask you what it is. I'm not. I'm just going to say, will you give God permission to deal with the stuff inside your heart that you're tolerating? Are you ready? Church, mm, first sign of maturity. And um, John's not looking, but I'm just going to say to John, John, most of your church is standing. You're going to mature. You're going to grow because you're tired of hopelessness. I'm done. I'm done. Will you become perfect? Fat chance. But will you grow? Will you get your hope back? Hot dog, here we come. So I want you to pray with me. And if there's any leaders in the room or whatever, if you just kind of move around, because I believe in touch. You know, if you're a leader and you're dealing with some stuff, then do 
get your stuff dealt with for first and then move. So, Holy Spirit, I just thank you for this word today. I thank you that it's a word that you're going to take to the world. I thank you that you're not out to bring shame upon our life because, because you're out to grant us wisdom. And in James 1, it says, If anybody lacks wisdom, let them ask of God. Why? Because God will never scold you in your failures. That's what it says in James. I didn't, I didn't say that. That's what it says. He will never scold you while he's granting you wisdom. And so, Father, we just thank you that you are a good father who broods. You brood over us. And so I want you guys to pray with me. Just say, Father, I got this thing. And I realized it's stunning my growth. And I've tried and tried and tried to overcome it. And I have set myself up for failure. And today I make a commitment. I'm going to stop trying. I'm going to stop trying. And I'm going to give you permission to come find me. I ask you to forgive me for tolerate, for tolerating issues in my life. But I do want you to come and find me. And I surrender my way. I ask you to forgive me of my way. And I make a commitment today to do it your way. Because I'm a son I'm not a slave, and you're not trying to control me. In Jesus' name.